The 2021 Ford Bronco Sport is built for the next generation of adventure seekers. This 4x4 is compatible with any and every trip. Its features include seven available GOAT modes to go over any type of terrain. It's also available with trail control and twin clutch rear drive unit to help get where you need to go. Head over to Ford.com to build and price your Ford Bronco Sport today. Built wow, built Ford proud. Looking for timely news coverage? Peacock's got it. Check out Peacock's original series, The Mehdi Hassan Show, and Zerlina, streaming daily on the Choice Channel. Journalists Mehdi Hassan and Zerlina Maxwell go beyond the headlines with interviews and in-depth reporting, and with curated always-on channels. Peacock gives you instant information on the top stories in news, sports, entertainment, and more. For all this coverage and more, go to PeacockTV.com to sign up today. This is Matthew Knows with Matthew Knows Impact. You know, folks, how quickly did these 12 episodes, how quickly did they come and go? And we're today doing episode 12 of season one. I thought I'd save the best for last, and I started researching on who would that be? What would that story be based on the stories we've had this season, what would make it extremely compelling? And I found one. I found one. And I want to share this story and have a conversation with this young lady. She has a whole lot to say. Chantel Green grew up in the unforgiving urban environment of Baltimore City, which has produced many profile individuals from elite athletes and actors to legendary entertainers and musicians. Baltimore's unique street culture and demographic structure churn out individuals who seem impervious to the volatile ebb and flow of inner city life. Many has overcome insurmountable challenges and have succeeded. And as a result, no one has a story quite like Chantel Green's. She currently holds a master's degree in nursing, and is in graduate school at LaSalle University. Seven months away from her DNP, Doctor of Nursing Practice degree, she is set to receive her degree in June 2021. That's a whole lot more that we're going to learn on this interview. Chantel. Hi. Welcome to Matthew Knowles Impact. How are you? Happy to be here. So I I tell you, I uh, haven't quite had anyone on my show like you, and I'm looking so forward to it uh, in many ways. But I want to start because I think we delayed our interview because you had knee surgery, right? Knee replacement. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They didn't tell me knee replacement. They told me knee surgery. Total knee replacement. <laughs> Which knee? Right leg. So, when did you get it? Friday. I'm in my fourth week of a total knee replacement. Wow. Left knee. It's rough. <laughs> it is real damn rough. Let's talk about this. We'll, we'll talk about the other. Let's talk about these damn knee replacements because, <laughs> boy, what's the chances that both of us just got total knee, knee replacement? Now, I'm going to tell you my, my story here. My story is that, for one thing, just before I went into surgery, they made the, the mark on your knee. And as you know, they asked you 20 times uh, your name and spell it. And, is it and, and, and it, what knee it is. And then they put a circle around, you know, with a magic marker on the knee. My doctor comes in, Chantel, literally before they're about to roll me in. And he says, what the hell? That's the wrong knee. It's supposed to be the left knee. And I'm going like, really? 
really. It's like, this is why you guys were about to do the surgery on the wrong, give me a knee replacement oh, on the wrong knee. <laughs> then, then, then the, I have to tell you this, Chantel. They had me thinking in like two weeks, I'll be up running, playing basketball again. <laughs> Man, it's now the fourth week going on five. My range of motion, and I'm sure you'll get into that. I'm sure they're teaching you that. Well, I just found out that black people and Asians, Asian Americans, our range of motion, based on how genetically we're built, Mm -hmm. is not the same numbers. Wow. And... Now my doctor is researching it. Boy, I tell you, this this whole thing, everything goes back to, <laughs> I try to not to make every conversation about race, but it always goes back to all the differences mm-hmm. that, that are between black, brown, and white people in America. But back on track, tell me about your, I want to know about your knee replacement surgery. This has been a 30-year hurt but I was doing so much. I was opening my business and I just kept putting it off. And I just had an honest doctor the other day. I went to him a week ago and he looked at me and said, what do you want me to do with this? I said, I need a shot. I need to get out of here. I had work to do. I got business to run. I got to make my money. He said, ma'am, I got to operate on this knee. I can't give you no more shots. So that was like Monday by Friday. He pushed me in his surgery. Wow. So it was not playing. It was just, I can't do nothing else for you. You can't keep getting these shots. Well, are you on a walker? Oh, yes, and I can barely use that. (laughs) I tell you, Chantel, I was crazy enough to think that I was going to get surgery on the left knee on one Tuesday and surgery on the right knee. Oh, heck no. (laughs) The following Tuesday, which would have been suicidal because just getting around is really tough. Tough. And I'm saying, what was I thinking? Because I didn't get all the information. But uh, you haven't gotten yet to your first physical therapy session, have you? Well, he he will be here Wednesday. Yeah, I'm glad I got you before that first one. See, I, (laughs) I just came back today, a few minutes ago, from my physical therapy session. And I, I, I did it early because I knew we were going to start a little later today. So I did my physical therapy session early because I wanted to take my pain medicine because you have to take your pain medicine. Are you ready for this? Are you what? ready for this one? I just told my team, I'm going on this show cold turkey because this man will not catch me in no noise. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You know about this pain medicine. When you, uh, boy, I tell you, I bet you some folks, they're learning, they're learning quite a bit. If you're thinking about it, getting a knee replacement surgery, really stop and get all the research and information and understand what that means after you get the surgery and how it impacts your daily life after you get that yeah. surgery. Yeah. I think my surgeon oversold me on how quick the recovery would be. Yeah, they did and me I, the same way. <laughs> and, and I've had to kind of like slow down mentally that no, this is not going to be two weeks or three weeks. No, this is no. going to be three months, four six months, months, or six months. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just getting to that place of understanding and letting go that it's going to take that amount of time. Yeah. But I tell you, this show has just been magical this year, Matthew Knowles Impact. We found so many similarities and not knowing. And then today, this just put the icing on the cake. Same you had a knee replacement surgery. Wow. Well, I tell you, I have two canes. I'll just give you one when you need it. Uh, <laughs> I got a whole bag of medicine. <laughs> I tell you, it's something else. This knee replacement. Oh, knee. I know. It's, yeah. it's, I, I got every walker, colorful, cute ones, pearl ones, blue ones, rhinestone ones, trying to make myself look cute. 
And, and then Chantel, a lot of people that you work with, they think you just going to come back. You know, it's just a knee replacement. And I'm like, fool, I'm in so much damn pain. You think I'm coming to the office? You think I'm doing a podcast today? You think I'm doing class today? You think <laughs> I'm they like, don't even clean. <laughs> there's a thing that they say you have to get ahead of the pain. What that really means is take that you are <laughs> taking your pain medicine. You're not going to remember a damn thing. <laughs> you be high as a I'm like, what? You want me to do what? <laughs> I ain't never took a drug in my life, but I'm telling you, I'm like, huh? <laughs> so tell us about you. you. You have a story to tell that starts at the impressionable age of 14. I'll let you tell us all about your story, Chantel. Okay, so I am Chantel Green, and I would say I had a normal childhood. My mom was a registered nurse. My grandmother worked in the school system, so I was a spoiled brat. Then at the age of 14, my whole life just changed, and I couldn't understand why. So found out my mother had actually turned into a IV drug abuser, and my life just changed. You know, I wouldn't see her, the lies. And my grandmother loved me so unconditionally. Um, she would just try. She didn't know. And I didn't want her to know because I know it would have killed her. So I hid my mother's addiction from my grandmother because we didn't live in the same house. And I can just remember, like, my grandmother tried to give me the world, but she couldn't. And I wanted everything. So I remember... um having my grandmother take, taking me to the mall. And back then it was lamb skins and puff levers. And I remember saying to my grandmother, I want both. And I started crying and she charged them on her credit card. And I remember her telling her girlfriend, I couldn't afford them coats, but I didn't want to let my granddaughter down. And then I would go home and my mother be passed out, needles everywhere. You know, and I get home one day and my mother had a, a, a turn off notice and saying she the turn off notice said she had a certain amount of time to pay her rent. And all I was thinking about, gosh, my grandmother find this out is going to kill her. So I had an uncle. He was in the drug game. And I went to him and I said, Unc, you know, I got to get in these streets. He looked at me like, you're by my nurse. What the hell you need to get in these streets for? And I said, you don't even need to know, but I really got to make this money. And I just kept nagging and nicking and nagging. And his better judgment, he put me in the streets. Wind up getting in the streets. And my purpose, I never forget $3,000. My mother owed $3,000 in back rent. She had to turn off notice. I never forget the date was June the 14th. So... I remember hustling every day, but my uncle would always tell me, you know, I don't care what you do in these streets. You got to go to school. He said, because this can't be your way. So I hustled every day and I never forget June 14th. The sheriff pulled up, the landlord pulled up. I pulled up um, in Baltimore. We call it a hack. Some places call it cabs, but we call it hacks. And they were about to start setting my mother out and I paid them in cash. I was like, don't set my mother out. So in my heart, I was supposed to stop that day. But I, by then I was so addicted to the money, it, I just couldn't stop. And it just turned into my lifestyle. I just turned into a, a different person. But I went to school every day. I remember my uncle always say, I don't care what you do. You got to stay in school. Your education, that's your, your downfall. But I was 14. I was 15, 16. I bought my first car. I was taking care of my grandmother. It got to the point my mother was so bad off. I would actually get her high because I didn't want her going outside to get high. You know, because I heard about AIDS and, you know, I kind of knew about that stuff. I was young. So I would actually get my mother high just so she can stay in the house so my grandmother couldn't find out. But then I got a little bit too big. I started making big money and people started to notice me. So I want to stop you right there. You were making big money and people started to notice you. Yes. But I want to go back some here because you've, okay. you've given us a whole lot, okay. a whole lot. So I, I want to just review 
you were 14. Your mother was a registered nurse. Yeah. And I'm assuming she's doing well as a registered we nurse. Did, we did. I was a spoiled child all my life. And just at that age, we moved out and just things was just different. It wasn't food in the house. She would always be asleep. She would leave me in the house by myself. I would find myself eating macaroni and cheese every day to craft. I never eat macaroni and cheese because of that to this day. Craft with the milk and water and you boil it and put it in the pot. Never. I don't eat macaroni. So Chantel, your mother seems as though she was living a productive life as a nurse, registered nurse. So did she ever share? Or do you know what happened that made her change course direction and change path in life? She never shared to me why she did it. She shared with me what she needed me to do so I wouldn't be her. She never said, this is why I started getting hot. Well, this is why I did this. I had like eight years. I, I couldn't take it no more. My mother had went down to like, what, 75 pounds. I just couldn't take it. So I kind of like went my own way. And so you're making now... Your first hustle, we'll call it that. Right. You went to your uncle. Right. And, and asked him to literally put you in the streets. How did you make this 3000 What did you do for the $3,000? I, I, I was selling morphine, $20 a bag. And I remember back then my pay was $70.30. Every $100 I made, I gave him $70, I kept 30 for myself. And I just hustled, 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 went to school, got came home from school, did my homework back in the streets. I want to just visualize, and I want my, my listeners to visualize with me, a 14-year-old girl, 14 years old, goes to her uncle and says, I want to basically sell drugs. And he helped you. But I'm trying to visualize now this young 14-year-old girl on the streets, walking the streets, I'm assuming, at night. It wasn't that easy like you're saying it, though. It, it, well, it give us the damn real. Yeah. I want, we want to hear yeah, the real. No, I don't want to hear... It, it wasn't like... I, when I don't want to hear the... C, I don't want to hear the CNN version. No, I'm I telling you hear, the real. It wasn't real. like when I first... Because remember, I had to pay my mother rent. But I couldn't let people know that. You know, I'm a spoiled child, so that's stuff embarrassing to me as a child. To let people know I'm getting ready to get put out. And my uncle, that was my father's side. My mother is my mother's side, so it was two different sides. Um, it, it took a while for my uncle to finally give in. It basically took me to tell him, okay, well, if I don't get it from you, I'm going to get it for some, from somebody else. And by then, I had became strong because... I was basically living with my mother, but living by myself. So I think my uncle's view was I'd rather for me to be able to watch over her than somebody else because she's going to do it anyway. I think he came to that point where he knew I was going to do it anyway. I had to do it, and I made that clear to him. He just didn't know why. Was he a drug dealer? Big time. Okay, give us all the information. See, I'm, I'm going to put this story together because it okay. together because at first it's a little gaps. There are some gaps that are being it's left a, out. It's a, it's a lot to the story that, okay, well, so. We, we have a uncle, lot of time. We have a I lot of time to hear the story. fell out in, in the midst. Okay, so I start working for my uncle. I was young. I didn't realize 7030 was like, he was pimping me, my own uncle. But remember, I'm going to school every day, so I'm, I'm I really know the importance of education because I got I'm dealing with a lot of older people at the same time. I never hang, hung around people my age. I always hung around. We called them old heads, like the man on the barbershop. They would always school me, like you're so smart. Why are you out here? And I could never tell nobody because of my mother. So. I worked for my uncle, but after a while, I realized you're getting over on me. I'm making, I remember one week and I made $80,000 and I walked away with hardly nothing. So, man, my uncle had a big falling out. I well, yeah, you made, you made $24,000. I do quick, quick math. You made right. $24,000. We wouldn't call that in a week nothing. No, but more in a importantly, weekend. I'm, over a weekend. 
over a weekend is because even- he pressured me what he gave me he pressured me that he needed his money by sunday have you ever been on an off-road adventure one where you have to travel highways dirt roads and maybe even climb a few rocks If this is the type of adventure you're seeking this year, the 2021 Ford Bronco Sport is the SUV that'll get you there. Thinking about taking up mountain biking or a new trail run, the Ford Bronco Sport was built with adventure seekers in mind. Pack up your things and hit the road in this 4x4 SUV. It has been created to help make your journeys easy and possible using the Haas suspension system, high-performance off-road stability suspension system. Available off-road compatibility with available all-terrain tires. Available GOAT mode to help you go over any type of terrain. And available advanced 4x4 with a twin-clutch rear-drive unit. Head over to Ford.com to build and price your Ford Bronco Sport today. Bill Wild, built Ford proud. Looking for timely news coverage? Peacock's got it. Whether you need the latest headlines or a daily debrief, you can find it all when you sign up. Check out the Peacock original news series, The Mehdi Hassan Show, and Zerlina, streaming on the Choice Channel. Journalists Mehdi Hassan and Zerlina Maxwell go beyond the headlines with interviews and in-depth reporting. Stream exclusive new episodes daily. Plus, don't miss always on channels like NBC News Now. And today, all day, for instant information on the top stories happening now. Stay current on the latest in the entertainment, sports, business, and more with curated channels streaming 24-7. For all this coverage and more, go to PeacockTV.com to sign up today. Chantel, Chantel, Chantel. I'm going to now get to the bottom of all this. Okay. So, So explain to me what that first transaction was like. Walk me through it. Well, the first transaction, when I first when I first went outside, he had somebody that worked for him go out there with me. So how I first went, they would bring the person to me. I would get the money and I would give them the stuff. But they were actually sending the customers to me. But then after people see me out there weeks after weeks after weeks, I developed my own clientele. So Everybody wanted Chantel. Everybody would ask for me because I, I'm not cruddy. I'm just trying to make money to, to support my household. I'm not trying to make money to, you know, people put stuff in the game. They start mixing it and cutting it. And you know how people do. But mine was just straight and pure. I'm selling my stuff. I'm trying to um, support my mom, not let my grandmother know. But it doesn't work like that. Like, it's so, like I said, my story is so big. I done been robbed. I done been shot. I done been kidnapped. My best friend sent some guys in my house. I got away. I'm riding in a car. I look her in her face and I see her tell somebody, y'all didn't kill her. This was my best friend. So it's what I went through in this life. And like, I look at a lot of TV shows and drug movies. That's, that's not That's not how I go. You don't make no bunch of money and just life be good for you. It's life is a mess in the drug game. So all that stuff they showing on TV, my story real. I can vouch. The mayor of my city can vouch for me. My story is real. Like it it I look at this mess, these drug dealers, all these big cars and all of that. Yeah, you get all that, but life life don't work like that in the game. I didn't been arrested. So much by the grace of God. I listened. I stayed in school. I had a judge, Judge Johnson. I will never forget him. Rest in peace. That saved my life. He, this man kept saying me get locked up for possession charges, possession charges. And I had a great lawyer 
because I always saved my money. I wasn't a sloppy drug dealer. I never like spent, spent, spent. I had money. I saved it. So I had lawyer, a good lawyer. And my lawyer presented, disjudged my grades. And my sentence was, you know what? You dumb, but you smart. And this is what he said to me. I never forget it. He said, I'm going to give you a crazy sentence. And if you want to be free, you're going to do it. I was supposed to get 20 years that day. He sentenced me to weekends in prison and let me go to college during the week. And when I went to college, I liked it. So I eased myself out the game. And then that's where I went. But my story is, is so much. So many people that I thought was my friends, they wasn't my friends. I mean, my own uncle, he wanted me dead. He actually put a hit on me and the boy couldn't do it. Well, you know, Chantel, I have so mixed emotions about what I'm hearing right now. You know, that's one side of me, the father, that's angry as hell to think a 14-year-old girl. Oh, my father was a drug my father was a drug addict too, so he didn't care. See, he he wanted to be in my life now because I got money. He didn't care. But to think a 14-year-old young girl, because that's what you were. Right. Was out selling drugs. And I understand your reason for doing it was to help your mother, who herself was a a, a drug addict. Right. And, and, but at some point, Chantel, some point, if I drew a line from where you began, at some point, it was no longer to help your mother. At some point, it was it for be- me. It became for you for profitability. Right. At some point, and at some point, as I continue to draw that line, you hurt a lot of people. I, I, I did. I, I hurt a lot of people. I've hurt a whole lot of people. I've hurt my grandmother the most because she believed in me so much. Um. Um. On my mother's deathbed. She told me that she knew what I was doing and she asked me to change my life. And believe it or not, that was the last day I ever sold a drug. The day my mother died was the last day I ever sold a drug in my life. I haven't looked back since. But when you think back, are are there days, this has to be days for you that you don't feel good about yourself. Um, I think I suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. Not because of really what I did, but I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff as at a young age. You know, I, I, I've been kidnapped in a trunk for four hours. They had an all-city alert out. I got away. Um, I had my baby daughter in my arms. Some guys came in my house, and they shot at me while I was running with my daughter. And to look at one of my best friends, a black down, asking the guys, why am I still alive? And, you know, now she didn't did it to so many other people. She's gone. And then I see her children every day. It's like, you know, damn, like how we get here. Yeah, I tell you, I have so mixed emotions about your story. Um, man, how, how does it make you feel to, to tell your story? It, it, it how how right me- now, how right now, as we're just talking about the death of your mother, a drug addict, 14-year-old girl, almost forced to sell drugs, hurt a lot of people along the way, hurt herself. How did that make you feel right now? It it makes me, you know, it makes me feel bad, but I have gotten to a point in my life where I had to ask for forgiveness, and I know I can't make up for all my wrongdoings, but, like, now I do a lot for my community, um, a whole lot, like more than the city do, you know. Um, so most of my community, they know my story. You know, they they know who I am. Everybody in Baltimore knows my name. They they know. I had a Bentley at the age of 17, so they know who I am. But I'm just glad that I was saved. I know that God saved me. I know that he put my mother through what he did so that I won't go that way because, like I said, once I actually seen my mother, seen my mother at 70-something pounds, 
she looked me in my eye, said, you're going to die. Stop it. Like, I literally walked away. I stopped. I was done. Good for you. Good for you. And, and Sarah, just, it seemed as though somehow, uh, and as a college professor, professor myself, to hear you talk about education and how somehow you were able uh, to continue the, your classwork, your grades, your assignments. How did you do that? I had to do it. It did nothing to this day. Nothing gets in the way of me studying. Nothing. That was all. I set that goal for myself. I don't care what I do, what I have. I'm going to study. I'm going to finish school. And once I finished the first time, walking across the stage the first time, my mother didn't get to see it. You know, walking across the second time, my mother didn't get to see it. Walking across the third time, I felt a lot better because I know that I did what I should have done, what my mother asked me to do. But I don't care what I'm doing. There's no money in the world that's going to keep me away from my classes. Well, I'm proud of you for that. I'm very proud of you for that. You. you have a currently have a master's degree that we talked two about. Two masters. Tell us about your academic. Well, uh, I was an A student. Now I'm like a B student. Um, I had this pathophysiology class that drove me. It was a little hard. I'm used to not studying. I'm used to, I think because now I'm 48, it's, it's not, my brain don't work like it used to. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like a B student. Um, I was an A student up until last semester. So kind of heard about that. And now you're getting a PhD, correct? Yes, I will have my doctor of nurse practice. Well, good for you. Good for you. I tell you, the second half of your story, your entire story is remarkable for to me. Absolutely remarkable. And I hope I have the opportunity to work with you and letting the world know that story. Blue Moon is on a mission to bring some brightness to your life and break up the repetitiveness from its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel with a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian White is a one-of-a-kind beer. It's a full-flavored beer with refreshing notes and is best served in a glass with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. Did you know that this name stuck after a satisfied taster said, a beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon. I'm really looking forward to trying Blue Moon's latest brew, Blue Moon Light Sky, a light and refreshing wheat beer brewed with real tangerine peel for a lighter, exceptional taste at only 95 calories and 3.6 grams of carbs per 12 ounce. Reach for a blue moon when you're in a need for some added brightness. Get blue moon and light sky delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com. To see your delivery options, blue moon, taste brightness, celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, L. Hey, yo, listen, I don't know if y'all know this, but this is the biggest back-to-school year ever. It's a fresh start to prepare them for their success back in the classroom and beyond. This is so exciting, and I feel like it's exciting for me because I get to go and shop. And listen, Kohl's has what you need to kick off the school year right and let your kids roll back into the class with confidence with the perfect first day of school outfits and beyond. Kohl's has the must-have school items like the most awesome backpacks, the coolest jeans, and the trendiest shoes, plus brands that the kids love for a great value that you, mom and dad, will appreciate like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. Kohl's makes shopping fast with free in-store pickup. Order online and pick up in-stores in less than an hour. Kick off a great school year at Kohl's. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Now let's just transition to what you're doing present day. Um, tell us what you're doing present day. So I really, I really like, I love elderly people. 
I mean, I, because I've always dealt with older person, even when I was in the streets. I learned every, like, I'm so old, but I'm young. Like, the older population always told me everything, taught me everything. Chantel, I'm 69. Are you calling me elderly? No, you know, honey, my elderly people, 94 years old. Do All right. Don't, don't be, let's clarify elderly. <laughs> no, look, my elderly people are over 80, and they do push-ups and jumping jacks. I like that. Over yeah, 80. I got the real, real. But I love the elderly population. So I said, whatever I did, I really wanted to help the elderly. So basically, I deal with geriatrics. I worked in a hospital for a long time. But I'm going to tell you, Mr. Knowles, being in the streets and making that kind of money, I was my own boss after I left my uncle. I could not punch a clock. I could not do what people wanted me to do. The policies and procedures were just not fair to my people or anybody sick, um, not even black or white, but I'm going to say low income people. I didn't like how policies and procedures and regulations were set in the hospital. So I opened up my own company. I started off small. Um, I worked my tail off. I worked so hard. It was crazy. But my company is now, it's called Nurses of Us. I actually own the largest healthcare company in the state of Maryland. We employ with both companies together over a thousand employees. We had no layoffs during COVID, not one. We service most of the elderly population in Maryland. We have adult medical daycare linked to it. We do home care services. I have doctors that work for me. I don't work for them, they work for me. And they're really good and I let them know we gotta treat all these people, whether they rich or poor, they gotta be treated the same. I have the this, this city, they just give me all kinds of awards. My company, what we just did, I don't know if it's in your state, but in my state, the state of Maryland, just made all the elderly people get galvanized piping to their homes. And the water bills went up so, so high that the elderly people were um, about to lose their homes. So my company paid for all those elderly people to have galvanized pipes installed so they can save their houses. Well, I, I tell you, that is one remarkable, remarkable story. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking and I'm reading here and it's saying that, now, by the way, I love the name Nurses Are Us. That's such a clever name. Thank uh, you. But you grossed almost $12 million, uh, and you grossed $12 million annually. Yes. And Black Enterprise, two years in a row. Yeah, uh, number 96. They, they noted, noted you as one of the largest growing Black-owned businesses in America. Uh, so our hats off to you. You are an entrepreneur. Thank you. And, and your whole story, how you started really on a journey to help your mother uh, because you were about to lose your home. Almost got caught up in the game. Yep. Could have got caught up in a game, and I'm glad you got out. And I'm glad that uh, you had someone. I'm just recapping in my mind a story of the defining moments to have a judge that was fair and, and saw the positives inside of you, yep. saw how Chantel Green could be an attribute to society and gave you that chance and opportunity to challenge you he did go to school or go to jail no do both i had to do both yeah well well go to jail full time yeah Uh, you know lose lose the key do not pass go right like in monopoly but to see what you're doing and giving back to to people question that i have for you because we had congressman adam schiff on on the show some weeks ago here at matthew knows impact and he was talking about Racism in health care uh, in America and how it's been documented that uh, when black and brown folks go to the doctor or go to the hospital, emergency room, that we'll quickly discharge where our counter- white counterparts, they might get a MRI, CT, ultrasound, more intense studies. Do you believe racism exists in our health care system? Can I be honest? What I I see, it's not really, I'm not going to say it's black and white. I'm going to say it's social economic status. If you come in with a medical assistance card, they're going to give you the worst care. 
You come in with Blue Cross and Blue Shield, they're going to give you the best care. I fight about that all the time. But believe it or not, it's all in with the doctor, right? That, that's my struggle with my company. I cater to those drug addicts because guess what? My mother was one. I want them to have the best health care. You know, that's, that's it's an illness, it's an addiction. I had to learn that to forgive my mother. So my community are the drug addicts, um, people on methadone, people. I want them to live. I want them to change because I changed. So I have to go in them hospitals and I have to get them doctors to like, look, why is it that she can get it and he can't? And when they hear me making noise, they approve it. Well, you made a lot of noise. You made so much noise one time that this Baltimore City Police Department Broke had a request for you to cease sales Sales of your book book because of the details exposed showing referencing police corruption. Yeah. Talk to us about that. And now it hit him in the face. They should have dealt with it when I first. Well, it was like I was out. I was out of the game. But of course, they already knew my name. I was actually working in a hospital as a registered nurse. But like I said, I was always smart with money. So I, you know, still had my nice things. I didn't, I never lost anything. So when I wrote my book, it was kind of in reference to my mother's drug addiction, what made me get started. It talked about like the nasty things that my uncle done to me. And then what Baltimore City Police did to me. Baltimore City Police, when I released that book, we would have police come on a corner and just rob us, tie us up, put us in trunks, take us to our house, make them give us all the money, all our money. And then we couldn't say nothing about it. And I had a particular incident where my daughter was a little girl and I had five policemen on me attacking me. She didn't know. She just thought they were men. And she jumped out the car and started fighting on them because they attacking her mother. So they locked my daughter up. They made me hush. They raided my grandmother's house. They did. Then they raided my stepmother's house. They put all her furs and bath water. So they told her to tell your stepdaughter, stop selling that book. So it just got, you know, they raiding people's house. They doing this. So I just stopped ceasing sales. I stole, I sold 66,000 copies the first night it came out. And um, it was crazy because the night of my book signing, I had a book signing at the High Regency Hotel. The line was around the corner. I can send you pictures. They sent an undercover police in there to like buy most of my, a lot of my books. After that, that's when the house raids start happening. They didn't find out. My grandmother was 70 something years old. She wake up, they got a shotgun in her face. So I just took the book down. But now it's catching them back because now all the police, one of them that I talked about, we just had a big police corruption scandal here where they was same police pretty much. So now they know I was telling the truth. So I don't know the, the, the drug game, uh, but is that something that's fairly uh, common uh, that the police actually rob the drug dealers? In Baltimore. Baltimore is a very tough city. It's like you have, you know, you, you, you do what you do, you make what you make, and it's just everybody want what you have. Like, Mr. Knows, I stay so far off the radar. I'm untouchable. You can't call me. You don't even see me in this town because now that I'm doing it legitimate, everybody just wants some. Everybody wants some. And I'm like, I worked, I built this company from the mud. Everybody want a part of you. Everybody. You'd be surprised. Well, I'm proud of you. I want to say I'm proud Thank of you and what, you, what you've accomplished. Boy, what a story. I don't, I've not had a story like this. And I just had this gut feel that I wanted. And I had several different people to, to choose from for this last show and pass on some big names. I just wanted to hear your story because I think the world needs to, to hear in a many, many ways. And you know what's unique about my story? And my, my, I'm not, I, my college professors, I'm real honest with them about who I am because Google and all of that. So I'm very honest to all my college professors. My school knows they proud of me, actually. You know, they push me. My story is you don't get too many people that was in the streets that become a doctor. 
everybody's story, they die, they go to jail, but they don't have the outcome that I had. I'm thankful. It's not like I'm bragging that I had this outcome because I know it's through the grace of God. And I'm not like a churchy, churchy person. But my outcome is just what just knocks everybody like, I'm getting ready to be a doctor. And I was in the streets, like the mud, the gutter, New York, the trains, the Greyhound bus station. And now I'm going to be Dr. Green. And that's the significance. You know, I was just just this past weekend doing a commencement address down in Florida, at Florida Memorial University. And my, my topic and my title was that it's not the destination, it's the journey. And you've had you've had and still are having an incredible journey. You're not yet, Chantel, at the end of your destination. No. I can let me tell you that. I can just by the few minutes we've shared here, by your warm personality, uh, you've been given a gift. You know, I I get paid uh, to to identify stars. That's that's what I do. And you're a star. You are a star. Be very, very careful. Be very, very careful. Thank you so much, Chantel Green, for coming on Matthew Knowles Impact. Thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. Episode 12, Season 1 on Matthew Knowles Impact. You know, we've had some amazing guests like Al Sharpton, Congressman Adam Schiff, who was talking about racism in our healthcare system, Quest Love from The Tonight Show, and who's also a member of The Roots. He talked about fear and forgiveness and faith. Dwayne Wiggins from the group Tony, Tony, Tony. We talked about behind the scenes in the entertainment industry, but he shared some surprises that most of you didn't know that Dwayne was really an active part of the first album and with Destiny's Child. I personally love the episode with Scarface and Rod Digger when we got in this really big debate on surviving COVID and should we get the vaccine or not. And I hope, by the way, that by now, most of you, and or I wish that all of you listening have gone and got the COVID vaccine. There's no excuse. And we need everyone to get the vaccine, not so that we can hit this herd immunity, not just for that, but to save your life and those of a family and friends. We had Stormy Simon, who was the previous president of Overstock.com, and she shared her struggle and challenge as a woman moving up the corporate ladder. And then lastly, and we've had others, by the way, and some really others, but I just don't have the time to go through each and every one, but I'm sure you've listened. But that one with that damn Jesse Peterson, that episode two about the racism debate, a black man saying that racism does not exist in America. Boy. So I hope not only did you enjoy the episodes, but hopefully you all walk away with a different perspective by hearing others share theirs. The American dream is the idea that the government should protect each person's opportunity to pursue the idea of happiness. However, comma, the American dream will continue to evolve. It's up to each and every one of us to protect our rights, to bring our strength and to understand what social courage means when we speak up, speak out sooner, quicker, faster about racism, sexism, xenophobia, homophobia, and all the other phobias, and that we become absolutely complicit when we don't. The right to pursue happiness and the right to disagree about what happiness means is the foundation of America. We are the people. So lastly... I will continue, just know, I personally will continue to speak up on those difficult topics and hope that some of your questions have been answered. I will continue to talk about structural racism, health and wellness, police reform and need for police reform. Talk about our economic system 
in America, in entrepreneurship. But most of all, I will continue to give you the real. You know, change is often uncomfortable. Change means that we have to adapt, modify our behavior. So on this day, on the last episode, I encourage you to understand in the process of change that it's not always the destination. It's the journey. I'm Matthew Knowles. Matthew Knowles Impact. I'm out. Thanks for listening. Matthew Knows Impact is all about building bridges and tearing down walls. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of this mission. You can learn more about me, how to book me to speak at your next event by going to MatthewKnowles.com. And you can follow me on social media by going to at Mr. Matthew Knowles. Let's stay connected. Matthew Knowles Impact is a production of iHeartRadio and Music World Entertainment Corporation, produced by Tamika Campbell, produced and edited by Marcy DePina and Ramsey Yunt. Our executive producer is Tyler Klein, and of course, myself. I'd like to thank my team at Music World Entertainment, Lynn Almanza and Ashton Shields. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The 2021 Ford Bronco Sport is built for the next generation of adventure seekers. This 4x4 is compatible with any and every trip. Its features include seven available GOAT modes to go over any type of terrain. It's also available with trail control and twin clutch rear drive unit to help get where you need to go. Head over to Ford.com to build and price your Ford Bronco Sport today. Built wow, built Ford proud. Looking for timely news coverage? Peacock's got it. Check out Peacock's original series, The Mehdi Hassan Show, and Zerlina, streaming daily on the Choice Channel. Journalists Mehdi Hassan and Zerlina Maxwell go beyond the headlines with interviews and in-depth reporting, and with curated, always-on channels. Peacock gives you instant information on the top stories in news, sports, entertainment, and more. For all this coverage and more, go to PeacockTV.com to sign up today.